knows all about our past. There isn't anything that we have done that He doesn't know about. There isn't anything that we thought or any way that we've acted that He isn't aware of. And yet, in regard to that, He says, I bring to you an opportunity for living water, which really what He's saying is eternal life. That brings us to the second thing today, and that is this, that we need to embrace the forgiveness of our past so that we can live our future. Embrace the forgiveness of our past so that we can live our future. The transformative power of forgiveness. Jesus said, hey, go get your husband and come here. Now, again, think about the logistics of this. Quarter to half mile, go get your husband, come back. So he's asking her to make this round trip, come to where he's at at the well again. And, and she says, oh, oh, I don't have a husband. Jesus said, well, you're being truthful about that. That's the one thing that, that you've said here that is, is really true. And that is the fact that you've had five different men that you've been with, and now you're with a six, and he's not your husband. And she said, I, I perceive you to be a prophet. And Jesus said, I... I'm much more than a prophet. If you just knew who I was, you would be asking me for a drink of living water. And so there's an exchange that happens. She immediately does what we do oftentimes. She tries to change the subject. Oh, she says, well, you people, you know, our fathers worshipped here in the hill, but, but you people say that we should worship in Jerusalem, which, which is right. She, she diverted the attention. Let's not talk about my past. Let's not talk about my failures and my shortcomings. Let's not talk about my problems and difficulties and things that I've dealt with. Let's get on another subject. And the other subject is this. Let's talk about this worship thing. You, you know, our, our fathers worshipped here. And this was sufficient and this was enough. But now you people say we have to worship in Jerusalem. Which is the truth? See, we do that too, don't we? We, we want to divert the attention away from our past, from our failure. So, so we bring up all kinds of things. We talk about who's at fault. Who's to blame for my past, my failures? Let's talk about something else. Let's get off that subject altogether. And let's talk about, you know, what, what today holds or what tomorrow holds or, or some other thing, other topic than, than dealing with my past. And so she tries to change the topic. She tries to change the conversation and Jesus says, well, wait a minute. Here's the fact of the matter. is What God's really calling us to is just genuine worship, and it really doesn't matter where you do it. It doesn't matter if it's here, Jerusalem, or wherever it is. He said, in fact, true worship really just is in here. This is where it all begins. This is where it all starts. So let's get back to your past and let's deal with it. Let's get back to what's really eating away inside of you and let's address that. And so we pick up in the text again, and let's continue on with, uh, with Jesus' conversation here and notice what happens. And uh, so in verse 21, Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem shall you worship the Father. You worship that which you do not know. We worship that which we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be His worshipers. That's an important sentence. He seeks 
to be His worshipers. He's looking for people who will worship Him in spirit and in truth. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. And Jesus said, listen, I who speak to you am He. I am the Messiah. And at this point, his disciples came back and they questioned and all this. But listen to what it says in verse 28. So the woman left her water pot and went into the city and said to the men, Come, see a man who told me all things that I have done. This is not the Christ, is it? And they went out of the city and were coming to him. And in the meanwhile, the disciples were requesting him, saying, Hey, listen, we want you to eat. And he said, Listen, I have food to eat that you do not know about. And they were questioning, well, did somebody bring him food? What, what's he talking about? And then Jesus launches into this, this teaching, and he says, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to accomplish his work. Do you not say that there are yet four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes, and look on the fields, that they are white for harvest. Already he who reaps is receiving wages, and is gathering fruit for life eternal, that he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this case, the saying is true, one sows and another reaps, and I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored, and you have entered into your labor, into their labor. And from the city, many of the Samaritans believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified, he told me all things that I have done. He knew everything about me, and yet He forgave me. He knew everything about my past and about my life and about all that I had done, and yet He forgave me. He didn't judge me. He didn't condemn me. He didn't belittle me. He didn't shame me. He didn't embarrass me. He didn't burden me with guilt. He forgave me. He knew everything about me, and His forgiveness was so overwhelming that she left her water pot, and she went back to the city, and she began to tell people about this man and what had happened in her heart and her life. And they came out to witness for themselves what she was talking about. And if we read on to, to the 42nd verse of the chapter, it says that there were many who believed in the name of Jesus because of this event. Because she was willing to, to face and to deal with her past, and because God was willing to forgive her of her past, her life was changed, but not only her life, the lives of many others. And so what became an individual person encountering Christ became a revival and became an, an effort of evangelism that many lives begin to change. Why? Because of one person. And so this morning, I, I have to ask the question, could you be that one person? Could what God has done in your life, forgiving your past, meeting the needs of your heart, forgiving you of your sin, could you become that person that would be the evangelistic tool that God would use to reach many more people? Many others with the message of forgiveness and God's love and grace and mercy. It began with just one person. 
and her relationship with Christ that was changed because he knew everything about her. And yet he forgave her. Perhaps in your life you, you feel ashamed or embarrassed about something in your past. You'd like to forget it. Perhaps you feel because of those things that you're unworthy. God could never forgive me. God could never love me. God could never accept me. God could never use me because of my past. Understand today that he knew everything about this woman and her past was not a pretty picture. But it didn't matter. He loved her. He forgave her. And then he used her to reach many more lives, to know his forgiveness, to know his love, and His grace and mercy. We need to embrace our past, understand, acknowledge what it is, but recognize that we can receive forgiveness for today and to live in it in our future. It can change our lives for eternity. This morning, we're going to sing an invitation hymn, and maybe there's a need in your life, maybe there's a decision on your heart that you need to receive that message of forgiveness, that you need to receive that message of hope, that that you need to this morning let go of your past and whatever it is. And you need to come to Christ and ask Him to accept you just as you are and receive His forgiveness, His love, His grace, His mercy to change your life from this moment forward for the rest of your future. Maybe you just need somebody to put their arm around your shoulder and pray with you. Whatever decision on your heart this morning, we invite you to come as we stand and we sing. What a glory He sheds on our way. While we do His good will, He abides with us still. And with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey.